Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my hammers eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please do subscribe and hit the bell icon. Made of into new content on. As always, I'd like to thank our channel sponsors. Untuck it. There we go. That's all done. Um, today's guest. Uh, today's guest. Uh, do, do you know what? And actually, Joe, thinking, I'll be perfectly honest. I never. Do you know my my wife watches your wife's program? Yeah. For like religiously, and to be honest, I've never taken any. Never listened. Never watched it. Never watched it. I, I zone out. You know. And the yeah. other day, I sort of was like. I put. I finally put two and two together, and it was like my wife's like, "Why are you going?" I say, "It's Joe. It's Joe Seeley." She's like, well, was, "No, that's what we explained." It's like, Fuck you. anyway. So today's guest is Joe Seeley. Um, how are you, Joe? How's things with you, man? Yeah, I'm really good. I mean, just got back from holiday and back into another lockdown, and done a bit of Christmas yeah. shopping today. And today, you don't. Today, oh, you're oh, probably I'm, like. You're well, probably normally like, I'm tomorrow, but I've got some <laughs> friends. I'm doing something tomorrow, and I thought I better go today. I was I run out of time, so I ran out for a couple of hours, did all my bits. I'm lucky Nicole does. I only have to do Nicole; she does yeah. everyone else. I'm the same. Uh, so it's just it's pretty easy. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. No, actually, it's a shame because my, my favourite thing was um, I'm, I mean, I'm quite organised, so I get it all done like you know early doors, which is quite fortunate at the moment. But I'm one of these people who likes to just go to like. I live in Hornchurch, so like I, I don't know, I drive to like Lakeside or whatever, and just sit yeah. there, just watching people panic. You know, <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. I can't do it this year because it's like it's not it's not as fun. You know, you'll be in and out when you do the shopping, and you've got to have your face mask on and stuff like that. But um, particularly, we're in tier four, so it's even worse at the moment. But uh, the shop, the shops open now. Yeah, too. yeah, shops are start, non non essentials aren't open. I don't think. So, like, you couldn't go into the clothes shops or whatever, but obviously, yeah. you know, all the supermarkets are queuing around the block and stuff, obviously, because, you know, all the French aren't allowed aren't allowing our lorries in, are they? So there's oh, no, no brie or camembert. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> it's funny how everyone panics, don't they? As soon as you get one bit of news comes out and then, like, everyone's rushing. Like, we did it. We rushed to the supermarket and actually yeah. it's it's fine. You do and you feel your, and you feel your, your basket up and you're thinking, yeah. why am I doing this? 
um, because I'm part of the problem. And and like, but you still yeah. make sure in it. Just so you gotta have loom. Yeah. I was, I was saying to Nicole, I was saying to Nicole when we was away, like I like the program The Walking Dead, and I was saying, right, this is a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I'm gonna be all right. I don't know about you, Nicole, but I will survive. <laughs> I can survive. I've watched enough Bear Grylls. Yeah. I, can, I can set a fire with a, with a, with a twig yeah. and a bit of yeah. twine. Yeah, and I'm exactly the same. It's like I'm quite practical. My wife's not as well, very similar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right if the, if the apocalypse dropped in. But we'd have enough loo roll more than anything. Um, yeah. That's the bizarre. I just yeah, it's like you know that was meant. That was meant. That, that was crazy, was wasn't it? It was crazy. Yeah. But you know, we we'll look back on that eventually, hopefully, with a you know a rise smile. You know, because God forbid everyone's okay and stuff but you know apart from that you've been all right you and you and the you and the, you and the family yeah. yeah i mean i i had covid um yeah. at, at one point but i was absolutely like normal mm. um i didn't have a cough i didn't have a temperature i didn't i had nothing i couldn't smell and it's only because i had somebody i had actually a young man united player staying at my house for the week and he went into training and he had tested and he ran me up and said i tested positive just as like the day he left me and i was like all right he went but i feel fine so i went Luckily, Nicole was in London, so I went to the NHS testing place at the airport. Yeah. They did, man, and I come back positive. And I was thinking, I feel all right. Like, we've got a gym at the house, and I was, like, running on the running machine every day. I was, I was like, normal. It was – I was lucky. I was lucky. Weird. I'm still adamant that I had it last Christmas. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, had it then. Yeah. I, mean, I, st- I mean, I've had it for three, four months now, and I still can't smell. Really? Yeah, oh. it comes and goes a bit, but – it, it, I thought first of all it was my taste, but then I realised it isn't. It wasn't my taste. It was my. It's my smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're both in, intertwined with each other, aren't they? Same yeah. senses. But uh, no, nah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, I. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we had it like literally like over Christmas last year. Within like two days, all of us went like like dominoes. Mm. So that really sort of ruined uh, ruined the older Boxing Day cold cuts. Got to have a cold cut. Yeah, we do. We love it. Yeah, let's be honest. What is what's a Christmas, a normal Christmas like in the Seely household? My wife sometimes. I mean, two years ago we had thirty six people here, and um, three of them I never knew. <laughs> it was like she invites everyone. So like somebody ran up and said, like my father in law has got nowhere to go. We ended up having him. He looked a bit like Lovejoy. shame. But no, we we had a marquee in the garden, thirty six people, and wow. This year I think we had like twelve or thirteen coming. And yeah. now we've got, well, me and Nicole and the kids. Yeah. Um, my mum hasn't been able to come because she's down there and she, she won't do that stuff. Her mum's the same. Um, everyone's, you know, you can't leave tier four, can you? So, and it's not worth the risk, is it, either? So it's a bit strange. One of our daughters works at one of our companies. It's a rail construction company. They work, and she's working Christmas Day. So we had one Christmas dinner last night on the 22nd for her. So we had a Christmas Day yesterday. And we've got another one in two days. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Oh, horrible, horrible. I cooked yesterday and she's cooking Christmas Day. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. At least you split it. At least you split it. But But my wife wife loves it. Like, absolutely loves it. Yeah. I'm one of those. I'm one of those really annoying households. Well, household is. You know, like, when there's, when someone gets their decorations up a bit too early and you go, look at them look at them that's us that is us yeah. and it's like because our house is on the top of a hill we've done well for ourselves on the top of a hill so <laughs> if it does flood we're okay but yeah. you can see it from like the top of the, the bottom of the road it's like like blackpool illuminate like yeah. proper like uh national lampoons Christmas that's exactly Baker. like my ass yeah oh yeah it's good it. he's good yeah i do love it the snow machine has, has been a bit of a disappointment i'll be honest i've not got one of them have you got one of them yeah i bought one and i thought <laughs> 
but it doesn't but it's like it's a it's like proper if you had like a really bad hoover that you know it's, 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 you know like that noise yeah it's, yeah it's very noisy and you've got to, i didn't realize but you've got to like hold the button and so it's like i can't oh, really wow. so i've had to sort of yeah anyway probably not a wise investment to be honest is it, in, is it an indoor one or an outdoor one an outdoor one oh, so well you sort of and I, and, I, and I can't find anywhere to so yeah so literally i just like when the kids come back from school i just turn it up and just like you know do that for like five minutes and everywhere's covered it. in like, yeah. uh, like a foam like a bath foam it's like someone's <laughs> had a really bad bath um but yeah apart from that yeah i'm that all good um anyway 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 it's um as i said you know what we try and do is we we get loads of loads of ex players and and yeah. and, and, ex, and and fans as well coming on the channel and obviously for those who don't know Joe, um obviously Joe Joe was part of our youth team for for a, how long were you in the in the youth team Joe uh, for the injury? I, I was there. I was at West Ham for five years. Five years, five yeah, years. I was a man and boy, but it was mainly mainly boy, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now and and, and I, I know you're you're a Man United fan as well, aren't you? Do you know what I, I am a Man United fan as well because I was brought up with my dad. Of course, that, the main part of my childhood, my dad was at Man United. It was at the yeah. end at West Ham. My family, well, most of his family, are West Ham supporters. Yeah. But really, I, I I describe myself as a football fan. Like I like there's certain clubs I don't like. Like I got to be honest, I don't like Arsenal. I don't like Chelsea very much. But direct, I can watch anyone. I can go and watch Liverpool. I can go and watch City. I can go and watch United watch West Ham a lot I mean, you know I'm involved with the DT 38 foundation at West Ham so I'm there a lot and um it, I just like watching football yeah 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 there's plenty of it plenty of it yeah. around them, I? <laughs> oh, it's just funny to watch it with no crowd I, I can't get into it do you know what? it's it's weird do you know that there's there's two obviously because i'm I, I still we still work at the ground so it's like we're still mm -hmm. playing the music like all the so I've, I've been there since well well since restart and it's and it was weird uh to start with then it became normal and then obviously we had one game when we when man united turned up and we had 2000 turn up and that was just strange and then we're back to like no fans and the whole thing is weird but the other day it was i think it was on S S super sunday and every game was a, a london game and i actually went to to turn it over to turn off because the crowd noise but i forgot there was an actual crowd there it wasn't a crowd noise and i was like oh I quite yeah. like it without any noise now. It's really weird. It's it's so strange. Well, you but, can hear um, everything, can't you? You can hear the yeah. coaches. You can hear the arguments. You can hear the bits and pieces that happen on the pitch, and it's 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 unusual because you know what it reminds me of. It's like reserve team football when we were playing. Like we yeah. played in the stadiums then. Reserve yeah. teams. Yeah. And it was echoey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a bit odd because it's a you know a bigger like Upton Park was close, and then there was yeah. no one there, and it just echoes. Yeah. It, uh, I know exactly what you mean. It is like that. And what's funny is because obviously we still have like a whole, whole bank of journalists and stuff there. So they can literally get everything that's been said. Yeah. So when it kicked, it all proper kicked off on the bench between West Ham and Villa. And um, and yeah, you could hear everything, everything that was being said between John Terry and our sports psychologist, or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> offering him out, offering him out in the tunnel and stuff. Yeah. So, God, how old are we? But um, no, it's, it is weird, but there's nothing we can do about it. But, you know, at least there's something to watch on the telly that's not, you know, I don't know. Cheshire Housewife. Cheshire Housewife. Yeah, exactly. You can still watch Housewives of Cheshire, right? Or ITV yeah. too. Um, no, but you know what I mean? There's like for, it's, it's so much football on now. It's just like almost, you know, I, I blink and I've missed three games. It's like, I, I don't know what to look now. Yeah, I, I, I'm finding that like, I've always known what's going on. Like, I don't know who's playing one day to the next now. Because I I, I'm just not keeping up with it as much. And, yeah. I, and I don't know why, whether we had, because we had that gap. And it's the mm. first time in my life it hasn't been on continuously, really. And then I got used to not seeing it. And then I just haven't picked this season up. I mean, I did watch the game last night. 
and it's one of the first games I've watched fully for a long time. I just, I don't know what's happened. I know it's weird, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I same as me. I, I was like, what? And so I, I literally just watched the highlights of the, of the yeah. Arsenal Man City, you know, game just now, and it's like, oh yeah. And you know, a few, uh, you know, for a little while, I got invited to um, one of the League One clubs games for a little while. Yeah. Um, put me in the bold seats. Oh, I loved it because watching football live when you haven't watched it for nearly a year. Yeah. Brilliant. Like you're lucky yes. you're you're seeing the games. I think I guess, but yeah. going there and just even though no one's there, just seeing live football, wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's, it's, a it's a privileged thing to be able to do, yeah. and um, but, you know, yeah, it's I mean, it is what it is, and there's nothing we can do about it. But you know, from a West Ham perspective, we're doing all right. So you know, yeah, you it, means that, it means there's no fans the rest of the season, and we finish eighth. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take yeah, that. Brilliant. I'll tell you that, Joe, to be honest. Brilliant. Um, right. So, anyway, back to West Ham. Um, yeah. So, five years, of the, you know, at West Ham. Why West Ham? Why was West Ham going to be the club? It wasn't. I mean, obviously, I had my dad and um, yeah. advised me. And what he, the rules were different then with academies that they are now. Like, you didn't have to sign. So, he used to say to me, like, you ain't signing. And I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton, Man United for a bit, Blackburn, Southend, West Ham. I was bouncing about. And he yeah. sort of said to me, like, when you get to a certain age, they're all going to come for you, and then you can choose. And it looked like for a long time I was going to sign at Charlton. And it kind of got to the point that I wanted to live at home. Yeah. And the other – I was, like, in the England school teams, and the other England goalie was at Tottenham. His name was Nicky Ayres, I think. And Tottenham didn't want me. And it was the only other team I could probably live at home. My dad didn't want me to sign at the same club as him, really. Yeah. And I did. And he wouldn't give me a lift. So we lived in Loughton, which was eight miles from Chabalief. But to get oh, from Loughton to Chabalief is yeah. two trains, for two buses. So That's a trek. That is a proper trek. That's I used to get to Stratford, back to Stratford, and yeah. get to Chabalief. Yeah, yeah. And then back out. So like, and then he's like, on the way home, he'd beat, drive out the training ground and wave at me. And I'm going to the same place. Or my mum would be driving back the other way and getting me. And he'd go, no, you've got to make your own way in life. And, you know, which, you know, I make him right, actually, now. But yeah, um, I, it was the club for me. He was there. You know, I'm not just saying it to my dad. Coaching was one of the best I've experienced, and I've been sure. around to clubs, yeah. and that was important to me. I, I've, you know, I liked being around it. And I remember I was in the showers in the first team change room when I was about 15 with Jimmy Ampson, who was like the recruitment yeah. guy, and my dad. And they was kind of having half an argument about me because I was playing at Charlton, and he was going, "Was he good enough?" And my dad went, "Yeah, well, why in a year? Do you do your job? Do your every job?" And I thought, <laughs> "I want to come here." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I like this atmosphere. And that club at the time, the atmosphere around it was different class. Yeah. The, the old Chevrolet training ground, it yeah. was so small and you was all together. Yeah. And you could be a 12-year-old kid coming in the summer and you'd be sitting next to a, a full, like Joe Cole or yeah. Michael Carrick and training with people and talking and nothing was separate. No. Um, and it was great. It was just a great place to be. It was a hard... Do you know what, though? It was a hard club as well. The, the banter, the... The termination of that because we were winning as youth teams. We were we had, it weren't just one age group. We had four or five years in a row when it was players in every team coming through. Mm. You know, let alone the youth cup winning lot, but like even two leagues below, Billy Mehmet, James Allen, all players that were good um, didn't make it for other for different re off the field mm. reasons. But there was players and players coming through, competitive from our backgrounds, and it was an hard club to be at. But it mm. made you a man. Yeah, no, I get that. And obviously, as you said, what your dad, what your dad said, you know, like he did like, no free handouts. And yeah, to be fair, that's, you know, as you said, that's put you in good stead, really. And uh, I mean, you know, to be honest, you know, you look at, uh, you know, also you know, around around that time, you had 
just before that, you had you obviously Frank, you had the Lampards, and yeah. and so obviously he probably saw the reaction that Frank got as well. You know, Frank Junior got, and so yeah. it made perfect sense. But yeah, no, that is that's a trek, you know, because I live I used to live in Loughton. I live in Loughton most of my life, and yeah, um, yeah to chat to chat with, that's no so easy. I, you know, I, I'm getting out of bed at half six and getting on buses and trains, and yeah. he's rolling out at nine. Do you know what I mean? We've both <laughs> got to be there at the same time. We're going to the same place, and it's eight miles, so. And I've got a later birthday, so I had to do that for a year before I could drive. And it was like whole whole of the first season, I was just sitting on a train. Oh, <laughs> but it made but but it made you determined, didn't it? It made you determined and it made yeah. you want to do it. So it made me um, the same as everyone else. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, as you said, I've read stuff you've done before when you've said, you know, when using, you know, when you. Use, you know, your dad never pushed you into football or whatever. Football sort no. of you, you got into it, and and your dad went, oh, "I'll help you for you know if you need your help." And I mean. You know, as a as a young lad going through, you know, was there? I mean, I, we've interviewed people like Anton as well. And we spoke yeah. about Anton and his brother. Was that? Did you have? Was that? Was the? Was there always the the handle because your dad? Of well, course, there is. You know, people are always going to uh, look at that and what why yeah. wouldn't they? But I think once you play for a bit and they know you, then that goes yeah. away if you're good enough. I mean, if you look at anyone that's that's made it and they've got a parent or whatever, yeah, they can get you in the door. But yeah. they ain't going to get you on that first team, bitch, if you ain't good enough. Do you know what I mean? Or or so far down the line, you get chops no matter who you are. Even if Dan Ferguson, you know, from Man United, still got to let go by United in the end. You know, yeah. so it doesn't matter who you are. If you ain't good enough, you ain't good enough. And if you are, you are. And I think it, it, it does have that effect um, because you are someone's son yeah, um, for a bit. But then, you know, as they get to know you, that stigma goes in, you just show, aren't you? Or whoever in the change room, just another player. Yeah. So... I know what you mean. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. You're, you're totally right. I mean, it's funny the other day. I said, because we, we obviously, you know, we had, we had Stephen on the other day. And as you said mm-hmm. before we started, he lives about, still lives about a mile from you. Crazy. Yeah, it does, yeah. And um, I said, oh, yeah, I got young Joe. I still called you fucking young Joe. Not being funny. You're probably about four years younger than me. And that's it. It's funny, <laughs> it? it's funny I'm 37. Young, I'm 37. Yeah. Two years younger than me. And so, um, yeah, so it's funny, isn't it? I still call you Young Joe. It's ridiculous, yeah. but yeah, I probably. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, and obviously, yeah, obviously five years. Then unfortunately, you you got injured, uh, yeah, training injury and yeah. shoulder, and it just never, never was it the was, same, was it? No, I mean, I got I got the injury the first time in the first year, and yeah, well, no, the third year, my first full year, and like when I left school, and I kept dislocating it, and I had a reconstruction, and I was out for twelve months. I had my arm. I had to wear a bodysuit like Mrs. Doubtfire. Do you know the film? Yeah. I had the bodysuit that I had to wear 24 hours a day for six months that pinned my arm to my body. And, I, and I've got, I'm cut all the way around my shoulder. Yeah. And when they took that bodysuit off, I couldn't actually move my arm. It wouldn't move because it, it hadn't moved for six months. It just seized sure. up. Seized up. took another six months for them to get it back. And then I'd start playing again. And they, they, I kind of knew from the start of it, if this happens again, you're, you're done. Yeah. Because you can't keep missing a year and a half. You can't keep having the trauma to your body. They were talking about maybe getting paralysed. And you know. And I was fine for, for, for a few years. And it was a simple thing in training. The ball come through. I dived on it. I should have held it. It was an easy one. And I didn't. It just popped up. And as it popped up, I jumped up, put my hand on the ball. The foe come through. It didn't even kick it. Come through. And my shoulder went pop. And I thought, mm. I'm done. That's it. Yeah, I'm done. And I was. Fucking <sighs> Jermaine. <laughs> It wasn't even him. He didn't kick it. He was just running through. I mean, he didn't dribble it. I died at his face. And I should have just held it. It was an easy hold, but it just spilt. And as you do, you just put your hand on it and it went bang. Mm. And I thought, that's me. That's it. That's it. 
yeah, and obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just right. I thought it's those things, isn't it? So it happens too much. It happens too often at West Ham. Those things, it seems. We have a, a fucking Dean Ashton getting injured yeah. in England and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so it's a terrible. And you know, from you, and obviously, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go too far. I was in there a couple of weeks later. Obviously, your dad passed unfortunately. Yeah, two weeks later. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. And um, obviously, cut to Christmas. That was it's never nice. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and then that must have. It must have just like, because like you know, from it's from from say sixteen onwards, you know, that was going to be your career, and then at twenty one, you're like, that's it, you're done. Yeah, I think for me, it was it was it was completely that. It wasn't just from sixteen. It's what I'd wanted to do from sure. yeah, forever. Like my focus was that forever. It weren't like I was at school learning to be a scientist or whatever. I should I probably should have been, but you know, I I couldn't wait to get out and play football. It's what I wanted yeah. to do, and I kind of you lose. I lost that. And then I lost my dad, and it's like, well, football don't matter as much as I lost my dad. But for me, like, it's strange when you play football, everything's done for you, and you've got a le- level of discipline you've got to adhere to because you want to be the best. Yeah. And at home, my dad was my disciplinarian. So yeah. I kind of lost everything that controlled my life into this, you know, professional eat right. I never drank alcohol, I never went out. I literally, I wanted to play football, I weren't interested in the rest of it. Mm. And, you know, I went from having all of that structure to none. And their life was in turmoil, really, and it was hard. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Yeah, and then obviously I, I read. Obviously, then you went into you know, you 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 know, being my size. You know, being my size. You know, twenty odd stone. You know, I went there. to yeah. So I kind of had the attitude: if you ain't paying me, I ain't exercising. I didn't train for fucking. It must have been nearly ten years, and I went Man. to twenty two stone. And I remember thinking, I've got to sort this out. Yeah, and I went to the. Repton Park Gym in Chigwell. I got yeah. on a treadmill and I couldn't run for five minutes. And yeah. I slowly built it up. I slowly built it up and I lost five, six stone and I run a marathon and I've carried on training. I train every day now. Uh, yeah. My biggest issue is food, not training. I, you know, I'll train at least an hour a day now. I can run, I can run as many miles as somebody wants. I'm as fit as I've ever been, but food is difficult, isn't it? You know, yeah. And I oh, find yeah. 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 I mean, even now. yeah. Even now in, in, in lockdown, so to speak. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, my lockdown body's not what I, I planned yeah, it to yeah. be. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's one of those things I can totally see that. It could be a discipline, obviously your dad, and, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah, I just um, think I, and I've had some form of, you know, mental health depression at the time yeah. without knowing yeah, yeah. it. And, you know, I lived, I, I've spoken about it a number of times. Like I, I became a drug addict, basically, an alcoholic yeah. drug addict. And, you know, I have no shame in that because that's yeah. something that, that I did. And, you know, do I regret it? Yeah, I wish I never done it, but I did. Um, and I met my wife and I sorted myself out, but it was how I medicated myself, really. It's a shame. Looking back at look, looking back of it, I just gave myself eight years, ten years of just trauma. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Without sorting saying cat, because it was like every day my daddy just died and I hadn't dealt with it. Um, yeah. or my football. I just didn't I, I didn't deal with anything. It just been mm. put behind me and I just like got on and you know, from the outside I had a nice life, I had a good career and um career then and, and nice houses and I had a wife and kids, but actually inside I was dying. And yeah. um it took a long time to sort that out. Mm. But it would do. I mean, it just said it's almost like you've got, you know, these these two massive weights on the back of your shoulder on your shoulders, just and you're just walking literally, although you're walking and what you're seeing in front is great, you've still got this sort of baggage behind you, aren't you? Yeah. Um yeah, no, I can totally understand. I can totally appreciate that. And but you know, but you know. It's we've just had Christmas. This is going to go it out to show Christmas. It is what it is. You know? It is what it is. And 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 you know, you turn it around, and as you said, you like, you know, you said your you wife. You know, you, you got you started. You you were into sports management, and you went into the yeah, old, yeah. You know, health stuff as yeah. well. And 
and and, and yeah, life's great. Life's great now. So yeah, life is great. Yeah, and and you know you you still you having a kickabout now. You still getting? Yeah, I mean, I meant to. I played in the West Ham Legends team last year against uh, against Coventry. We did yeah. a an FA Cup uh, Youth Cup replay. I don't know if you were you there yeah. at the training at two two. <laughs> Uh, really yeah. great, really great to see everyone. And I was meant to play in Harry Redknapp and Sam Allardyce were doing a game last week. At yes. Dumpster. I was yeah, meant to yeah. play in that. Um, I play with my friends around here and I play in different vets games and I, I still like playing football. And I didn't play for yeah. a long time because of my head, but I play again now. And, you know, football's a great outlet and it's good exercise and I love it. You know, yeah. and I, but I still play in goal. I, I've always, I loved playing in goal. It was just, I loved it, smashing people and like... <laughs> That aggression and grabbing hold of it and like screaming, and I'm I'm all about that. And I, could, yeah. I play now, and I think, oh, what am I doing? Like I'm I'm levering some sixty year old man against a ball on a father side pit or something. Do you know what I mean? I'm smashing yeah. him on a corner, and I'm thinking, I kind of enjoy it, but yeah, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I mean you do. I mean it's, it's, it's your outlet, and as obviously you, yeah. your boys, your boys is at Huddersfield, and your boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's just leaving. Actually, he's just okay. looking at looking at clubs at the moment. Um, he doesn't play in goal. He's uh, he's he's completely different to the rest of us he's quite small and quick he's a winner <laughs> so the rest of us are like six foot three and slow um so good fit my wife's like five foot two she must be quick i don't know i've never seen her run but <laughs> she must be um so yeah he's playing and do you know what i get more joy out of that yeah you know i say to people all the time if whatever's happened to me happened to me but he's he ends up doing what he wants i'm happy with that yeah and um it, it's a great thing to be able to see and achieve but what you sort of see from where he is now from when I, because I was playing still at his age, the difference in how clubs are run and the yes. things that are said and not done anymore. There's no jobs and like, he's probably looked after better than I was when I was part of the first team squad, you know, yeah, um, exactly. in my last year. And there's none of that stick that people think, well, they should have bullied and they used to they call it now, but it wasn't. It was like, it was part of it. And it was, yeah. it was important because it's not, it's not, you know, football, if you get there, it's a great career, but it's not an easy career. You know, it looks yeah. it from the outside, but you've got to be properly determined and top of your game to get them and hard. Yeah, totally. And as you said, he said, you know, where how it is how it sort of was set up at West Ham when you was there. Obviously, Chad Weave, literally everyone trains in the same building yeah. and you know gets showered together. And, and yeah, there were there was, there was a big old personalities. You you were there as a, as a young. Oh, show, we had, you know, so, we had uh, some great. You know, you know, Rio bouncing about and. You know, even like Izzy Rick Pen, like that, because it, oh, you, was, yeah. you was full of players that were winning, you know, whether not yeah. so much the first team, but the younger lads, you had like top players, like players that ended up playing in World Cups and yeah. stuff, all sitting in, Ch Ch I believe at the time, had three changing rooms and four pitches and one canteen and, you know, the two women that used to work there. And it was such a close knit, like Charlie who did the car park and Jimmy Frith who did the kit, and, you know, Pete Williams and all these people that made that club just different class yeah Do you know what i mean really we were like the dog and duck in a way the way yeah. compared to you used to go other places but it was just brilliant yeah and i think that's what that's what bred that sort of mentality and, and as you said the kids were playing well but you know and we, we were you know west ham as a first team was we sort of getting into a little bit of a stride yeah. um and you know had a load of experienced pros coming like you know guys who played lots of games for other clubs that come into yeah. the squad and 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 for a youngster yourself it must have been like you know seeing as you said you know rubbing shoulders i mean you know it, you didn't know at the time what career Rio was going to have or, you know, or, or Carrick or Joe, but, you know, some of these other guys, it must have been for you. It's like, yeah, I can see you already determined. You go, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. I want to be playing with these guys and, and just training with them and learning from them. And, 
Um, and obviously from a goalkeeper's perspective, you know, you guys are a special bunch, you know, you've, you've got your union type, type thing and everyone, yeah. you train on your own, you know, yeah. not so much now. I've noticed that more now, now more goalkeepers are training more with the first team because of the yeah, sweet keepers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. And you did have a bad goalkeeper coach, did you? At the time? No, we had, you know, the whole group there though, like, cause you're right. We was like, there was like probably, there must've been eight of us goalkeepers at the yeah. time there. And we, we trained, just outside the the indoor bit part yeah. against the you used to call it the cat's bald. Don't know if you remember it used to make that word and said the ball come back. Yeah. And then like for the last half hour you'd go over to the team, but it was like Shaka, Craig, Stephen, me. You had like Alex O'Reilly was still there, uh, Bernard Lamar come in, yeah. you know, all these people that were great coaches, and it was such like fun to go to work yeah. every day. And we would have stupid competitions like whoever let the most goals in had to run around the pitch naked and dive in the puddle and all this stuff that sounds like or sing a song or whatever or do a stupid dance but that yeah. made it like it it was just fun every day we worked hard but it was it was fun and then you'd yeah. go over and do shooting or games with the teams and what was lucky as goalkeepers you could be a 15 year old goalie if you're the only goalie in that day you're going to train the first time because they need yeah. a goalkeeper mm -hmm. and you're around these people and then you know you get to do penalties with frank after when you're when you're young and you know, you get to see what they do and how they play and the determination they've got and, you know, all that stuff. And goalkeepers are lucky in that way. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that. But you're totally right. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine, you know, yeah, as you said, you know, Harry, you know, come over here and that's it. We need a goalie today. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, awesome. Absolutely awesome. It's funny. We had, we had people, who did we interview? Like, we interviewed Bertie a, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, Bertie's and, a good <laughs> and Bertie's first time that Harry brought him into the team, uh, the first team training session, was when Hartson kicked off um Berkovich, Berkovich. Said. yeah i was there that day it was a it was a it was a different day and the thing was it was a fan weren't it they had one fan in the car park he won a yeah. prize and he filmed it didn't they oh, and uh yeah. oh john i i really i got a bit i spoke to john for the first time in a long time last week i really liked john Hartson. oh he's lovely bloke. fantastic he fantastic around the club and what you're talking about is what it was like you'd be in the, you'd be in the gym doing weights and then parlo would come in and just like say sit there and tell you about how we played with Madonna and all these players at Napoli and like how we had to do it. You, you wouldn't get that, you, you know, because no. they had to walk past you. You was all yeah. in the same building. It was like, yeah. don't get me this, you know, sit down, listen to this, and Trevor and all these players, and then you, you've got players that you're playing with pushing on, and Glenn's getting in the team, and, you know, Stuart Pierce was injured the same time as me with his leg, and it'd be me and him training together. You know, I spent six months with him every day. Wow. You know, he probably won't remember that, but I remember every detail about that. Of course everything did, yeah. he told me, and, mm. you know, the way he trained at 38 and rehabbed and, you know, it was a great place to be. You don't realise it at the time, though. You know, no. you don't. No, no, totally. And uh, um, you know, as I said, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Bertie was Cal was Paolo's boot boy. Who was your mm. boot? Who were you, the boot boy? I time? had, sh I had five. You had to do five when I started. So I had Shaka, my yeah. dad, which was just, it just. Like went in the boot. no, it had to be clean. And then there was there was a Friday where he trained at five o'clock at night doing the kids, and I'm I'm obviously finished, and they've got a game Saturday. So I've not, I'm not in to clean the boots on the Saturday. We've got a game and his boots are dirty because he's worn on Friday night. He's pulled me into the first team change room at Upton Park. I've played and gone ballistic. Right. And I think you like, and that's what my dad was like. It was like that. And then I had, I had Jimmy Bullard. Yeah. Grant McCann, uh, Craig Everton, um, were my, were my five. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was five. And, um, did you get a good Christmas bonus? Do you know what? No one gave me anything. Because Joe you know happened when I put my shoulder, I didn't do it. I couldn't clean boots. Oh, so okay. the other academy goal at the time was Billy McMahon. He had to do ten players for a year. <laughs> Shaka gave me a pair of Puma Kings. Um, yeah. 
my dad never gave me anything. And every time I see Jimmy, I say, Jimmy, any danger? Yeah. Of like, my Christmas, don't, my Christmas, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, I think Bertie, I think Paolo's was, yeah, Bertie's was Paolo, was one of his boot, but and he, yeah. and at Christmas, he went, come here, Bertie, come here. And it like walked to his car, and Bertie's like, here we go, here we go. And literally opened the boot and gave him this, these pair of boots, which has no laces in. And and the two sizes too small for Bertie. Yeah. He just and like Par- Parlo at the time used to have wear these boots that I think only he wore. There was an Italian brand that no one had ever heard of, and they were yeah. funny colours. And I bet they was probably a pair of them. I can't remember what they was called. It was, it was, he was uh, great. The, cl- the whole place was great, and you know, but you'd be in the change room and someone would get three hundred quid off Rio was always a good one to have, um, like the ones that had come through and re- like knew what it felt like, and they'd get that, and then you've got like a pair of boats, and you're thinking, oh, I can't yeah. find misses a christmas present because you're on what was we on 60 quid a week um Crazy. back then and Crazy. um yeah the year before it was 38 we got a double increase the year we come in so like all the lads of the year black above us were all like you lot taking the piss like we was on 38 quid last year. <laughs> it's crazy isn't it? nowadays yeah. nowadays where like a player is like looks art you know it's like we've had you know they have they get on loan they have loan managers who look after them so to speak yeah. and they as you said they're probably more look work, you know, more more looked after than when you got into the first team squad yeah yeah crazy well, yeah, isn't definitely. it um right anyway we've mentioned a few players and, and yeah. obviously five years of the club you know training and and, and playing as well with, with some players and yeah. uh, what we try and do is every time we get on the on the channel we try and do an 11 um okay. so an 11 from the, from the players perspective of people you've trained with played with that type of thing during your time at the club and you know obviously you know it, it's it's nothing it's no dig on anyone it's just no, no. a bit of fun and do, um, do you want me to dig at people i don't like yeah fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> the views in joke come on <laughs> oh, i'll give you some i'll give you some <laughs> oh dear right okay so um let's let's let's, let's start off in goal he was amazing to be around every day he was fun uh encouraging he was intelligent he used to work for nasa yes <laughs> he was just a great guy he had massive feet big hands big le- big everything he had and um <laughs> it was just a joy to play with but also i thought he was top class and i heard stephen talking about craig actually and craig had great hands great hands and stephen was there and you know i'll be honest i don't think i've seen a better young goal than stephen bywater ever yeah ever he was when he come in, he was 18 months older than me, and I thought, fuck, I've got no fucking chance here. Yeah, yeah. But he was amazing. But Shaka for me, obviously, the last year I was there, David James come in. Yeah. But I couldn't stand him. So no. he changed everything at that club for me with goalkeepers. He stopped the young lads. We all stopped training together because of him. Really? Interesting. Yeah, he stopped us all training together. He wouldn't let no one train with him. Um, you know, I didn't get to know him that well because I got injured at Union, but... I didn't like him at all, but he was, I've got to be honest, in training, if I take his personality away from him, I've never seen anything like it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he was quite a lazy trainer. And I used to think if he trained as hard as the other goalies did, he would be the best in the world, because his athleticism was like, yeah. Sick, yeah. But yeah. So I've gone with Shaka because I didn't like changing the person. <laughs> and Shaka, I mean, we've had Shaka on. Um, no, we've had on the goalkeepers. It's yeah. not about goalkeepers. We've, we've had you, Stephen, Shaka, Jimmy. We've had, uh, who else we had? Tom McAllister from the 80s. Yeah. We've got Parksy lined up soon. Probably get Bobby Ferguson from the 70s. On. Oh, yeah. that'd be good. It's something about goalkeepers. It's just because so, just you've maybe got more time. Right? No, no. It's, but, I, but I agree. 
maybe we're not so selfish. You should get Craig Forrest on because he's doing the he's doing the telling kind of now. Yeah, we're getting Craig. We'll get Craig on as well. You've had Ian Fiora as well, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Ian. Oh, and he was. Br- I loved Ian. He was a lovely yeah, guy. Um, he's a top. Like he used to give me a lift home sometimes. Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? Well, the thing about Shaka, I remember, and that's why I used to love Shaka, was because I used to work in uh, in the Safeways in Loughton. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, Shaka every Friday would do his shop, his big shop. Really, the big shop, and you'd see him. Like, because obviously you're so tall, yeah, the yeah. Head can't miss almost him. over the over the shelves, and yeah. Come and, yeah, lovely, lovely guy. And we had a giggle about that, yeah. But no, he's a yeah, top, top guy. Yeah, he's, he's everything top. about him, his Mrs. Desha was superb, and he had a Maserati. I remember he had the first Maserati I'd seen, it was a blue one. He had no plate Shaka, and I thought, oh, I want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Such a lovely bloke, right? Oh, okay, we'll put Shaka okay. in, right. Yeah. Would you want to play four at the back? Play four yeah, I thought, I thought we had to do four, four, two. Don't we? I've yeah, had a look on your. If you want, yeah, oh, I've, 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 I've done it now. All right, I've fine, got, fine, fine. I've got, I've got it. Oh, good man. Go on, go, go I've, left back. Go on, left, left back. back Stuart, yes. Yeah. I can, um, I can I'll, yeah, I weren't around too much with with Dix, and he was injured, and then Nigel Winterburn was there as well. But for me, just as a cat, just as everything as a person to be around, yeah. and I was with him a lot. He was just different class. Mm, yeah, different. I mean, I played in a, a test, a nothing game once in Cornwall for him in a in a pre- off season. Seven hours it took me to get. There. It was a day Harry got sacked. Um, we went to play for his mate against his mate's team as a favour, and he absolutely hammered me because I kept throwing the ball behind him and not in front of him. Hammered me. Oh, <laughs> like, and I just felt, what a man. Yeah, what and he's man. doing a great job at <sighs> the backroom staff now. You know, because man. he cares. He cares. Yeah. He's a football man. He cares. You know what I mean. He, He's a, he likes football. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, we'll put Psycho in. Yeah. Right, okay, let's go Let's go right back then. Jake. Glenn Johnson, one of my best friends. Um, yeah. Lived at my mum and dad's house. Was with Did me it. when my dad died. Um, he's been a lifelong friend of mine. Different class. I played with him for a number of years coming through, and he had everything quick, strong. He was a centre-back, to be fair. His first mm. game at right-back was the first time he ever played West Ham's first time. He never played right-back. Wow. So Glenn Rowe would have put him in at right back because he wasn't Glenn's six foot and it was like it was Zuman and I back being tall enough, but he was always a centre back. He was strong, fit, could run, athlete, had everything. For yeah. me. He was brilliant. And he had, you know, he had an unbelievable career. Yeah, and he was one of those ones where he was like because he didn't really play loads of games for us, really. 18. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Well done, Joe. Mm. Done your eight. I like that. And and but as soon as he came in, within like a, like the first game, you're thinking he's brilliant. How long is he going for? He's off. You know, he's just like because yeah. I think they only got a record of something like the eighteen games. They only they still went down, but they lost or only conceded in six of them. He's got one of the best records ratios or something for West Ham and clean sheets or something. He's got. Um, yeah, he's, he was just, I just, he was just superb. He was a year younger than us, but he always played in our team. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. was by far, by far the best. But I remember in a youth cup game against South, Am- uh, South End, J- uh, Tony put him up front in midfield because we were lo- he scored five goals. <laughs> you know, and we won 5 2. He was yeah. just unbelievable. Of course, Tony Carr. We've had Tony on as well. God, yeah. yeah. His, his 11 was like, his eleven was basically England 2010 starting lineup. It was mental. Oh, it was, it was everyone that's coming. Yeah. yeah, he's the only one that John Terry's ever appeared in. Funny that, really. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Let's go. Set. Who's your first centre half then? He's got Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand is. Um, I guess he's in everyone's from this from this era. Yeah, he's he was well as we've seen for his career, different level. 
a Rolls Royce of a player. Mm. Um, and also, forget how he played around the place. He he, had, he kept the place alight. Yeah. You know, around the change room, Richard was always happy, and he was great to be around for me. But to yeah. play with him, he just felt what a player. Yeah, from a goalkeeper's perspective as well, it must be great having a, a ball like someone who can who can pass as a centre back. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was the way I always liked him. Like he'd take the ball off someone without tackling them. Like you think. He was always there. Like if you had to be there, he'd be there two seconds before you're even seeing it. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't, it, it was, it was, it, it was so easy for him and he was so mobile and he'd get out of problems and, you know, he would come out with a ball and you'd think, Oh, what's he doing? But then he, you know, it was brilliant. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knew what he yeah, was doing. Like step ahead, like chess. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Ferdinand, Mr. Rio, he's in Rolls Royce. Yes. Cause that's right. Cause Ian, Ian, yeah, Ian Foyer. Yeah. Cause he used to roll with Rio <laughs> around Wolf yeah. Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> he's big American, like muscle, like SUV playing hip hop. I could just imagine that down Wolf from Abbey, down that pedestrian area. I remember where he lived. He lived just behind the swallow in, you know, the new houses, but well, they're not new yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He lived in area. Oh, yeah. a bit of money for Ian. Oh, that would cost I know. Me, I know. And you're close to the swallow where you'd all have a, a drink up before the game. Yeah. Anyway, so, all right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, what was the other one? What was that pub down the road? There's another pub, weren't there? There's a green man, the green man in Wolfham Abbey. Rising Sun. Rising yeah, that Sun. One, that was it. On the way. And there's another one down in High Beach. Yeah. Then, Royal Oak. Royal Oak. Yeah, Royal Oak. That was it. That was, it. That was where we used to. All right, okay. We'll put Rio in. Who's he going to partner then, Joe? Well, do you know what? I've crossed out three people. I went, Izzy Rick Penn crossed him out. Neil Ruddock crossed him out. And do you know what? I went with Ian Pierce. Yeah, do you know what? That is that is that is exactly my pit, my pair and in my eleven. With Ian, he had terrible injuries. He was yeah, injured yeah. two bad injuries. And but when he was fit, I think the two years before he got injured, he was player of the year two years in a row. Mm. Um and I you know, my dad was in so I was in the crowd a lot when he was playing. Uh, and I just thought he was brilliant. And then to be around him, he was quiet. He was, you know, he had some bad injuries. He got on with yeah. it every day. He was working yeah. hard. And when he come back, he, I just really, as a goalie, he was my type of defender, you know, mm. big, he's going to edit, you know, he's, he was, he was good to play behind the times yeah, I played yeah. behind him. He was good. And if all comes worse, comes worse, we used to play him up front. So, you know, it was always... He was a good footballer. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, that, that's what you say. Both of them, Rio and him, you could play anywhere. You know, you yeah. could sit Rio Ferdinand anywhere and he can play. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, he's, I, think he's, I think his first game was like he came at right back or right wing or something like that. Yeah. Well, he was a midfielder for a long time. When he yeah. got moved back, when he got to 18, he, um, he can play Rio. Crazy. Pierce was Crazy. just great to be around. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. I love Ian Pierce. So I, I like I like a defender who can play up front. Like you know, Chris Dutton used to do it. Didn't he? Yeah, up front, in the back. And like on Football Manager, you would just like get him. He's like you know, like seat like. I used to love that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I passed my uni degree. I don't no, know. I don't. Anyway, I don't know. I did um, anything. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's go into let's go into midfield then. Let's go. Let's go left wing. Left wing. Okay, I had to fit him in really, and um, it's Joe Carl. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I said a lot of people have got him there and to, to come inside. I had him somewhere else and I crossed him out. Um, and actually, when you look at those teams during my era, we never really had a great side, left-sided play. It was always uh, someone fitted in. Um, yeah. Keller yeah. played there a bit and, you know, Trevor sometimes was going there. But there was no one, the other positions you go, right, these are the players. And I had to Google who was playing left wing for yeah. West Ham during their periods. And, it, you know, we, we, we rotated there, really. And um, for me, Joe was a special player mm. um, with the ball yeah. and he, he pushed on and he was great 
he's, when I bump into him now, he says that all these players are exactly the same. You know, they when are. we see each other, no one's different. No, it's yeah. it's funny, isn't it? And it's like, and it's like we've had people like, well, sorry, we've had Neil on, we've had Razor on. That was interesting. Mm. Um, because I was getting my dishwasher done at the time. When <laughs> I saw it earlier. I watched it. I watched it. It was, it was the best thing the worst thing i've ever done in my life is to keep the camera rolling um but him and you know we've had we've had sinks on we've had um yeah monks bish and, and they're all just yeah. exactly the same as they were um so it's, it's but they're all lovely and as i said joe's just you know and he's got i mean his podcast with older uh, with tom davis is quite good i quite like yeah, that yeah it's going well with that but even like you know with joe he's so humble i mean a little while ago i was in a restaurant i didn't see him yeah i, I didn't see him and he saw me and he got up and Tap on the shoulder and come and spoke to me. Like, he, you know, he's Joe Cole. I'm not saying, you know, but he ain't got to do that. I ain't seen him. I haven't said hello and we've like, thinking he's made his effort and come over. My wife said, why didn't you say that? I didn't see him, Nick. And then we sat down and had dinner together. You know, he's that type of person and he played in the game at Coventry the other week, you know, the other last year. And, yeah. you know, he's just one of the lads. And, and what a player he was when we was like, especially at like 15, 16, it was like, uh, we might as well give up. If he, you know, if this is the level exactly. that was the true Joe Cole, that was, you know, like, you know, he, and he said it himself, he's like a street footballer, and, yeah. and that's what he was, you know, and that at that time, and then West going into West Ham playing the first team, that was, was, was my memories of Joe Cole. Yeah, he went to Chelsea and he became a, a great player, you know, he fitted yeah. into a side where, but he was just like the skills were unbelievable. Oh. That, that Coventry game, you know, those little... I know, in them big games as well, he spins it and then does the, does the clip. I mean, that he was doing that every day. You just stand there and go, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh I remember my that, God. That, that Coventry game, because obviously, because the, the announcer at the time was a guy called Jeremy, and Jeremy said, because obviously that was mental, that, that Coventry game where literally there was yeah, people... Yeah, I was there. Like, there. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, and he said, don't go on the pitch. The And he announced, he went, don't go on the pitch. The, the, the winners, whoever they may be, will be presented with the trophy at the end of the game. And I think we were like, we were like, we were like eight new up in aggregate. Yeah. And apparently yeah. afterwards, um, Gordon Strachan got, had him up by the throat in the tunnel saying, I've got boys in there crying because of what you've just said over the tunnel. He's like, you're, you're eight new The thing is, when you, when you look at that Coventry team, they had good players, McSheffrey, yeah. Kirkland was in goal. They had, you know, five or six players made it. But that team, that youth team, oh. and we were one year below and I was sat on the bench in one of the games and I, and I was on the bench in the final, behind the bench in the squad. What a team. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about eleven players. Like all of them play professional football. It doesn't happen. No, no, it doesn't. You know, you know all of them. Yeah, like, very, very special time that was. Um, right, Joe in. Okay, right, right wing, right wing field. Travis Sinclair. It's it's tricky, Trev. Yeah, he's just great lad. Um, and I thought he was he was sensational actually. Yeah. Um, as a player at the club, good fun as well in the change room. But as a player. It was in an England international when he was, I think, probably our best at that point, like at the age he was and the age everyone else was, probably our best player. Yeah. Um, we had him at his prime and, yeah. you know, as, as an all round player, he's class. He improved at West Ham, I thought, as well, when yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah. Like I the last couple of years, I thought he's gone to another level here. Yeah. Well, you saw it was foundering. You know, we've had him on the channel as well. And Trevs, I've become very, you know, we've, you know, not, not, we're not best mates, but we, you know, we on DMs as well. He's yeah. a lovely bloke. And and he he openly said, you know, I was QPR, I really always to leave. You know, Jerry Farns had left, some of my mates had left. Yeah. And I was just like going through the, and then at West Ham, he said, I actually turned up the first day at Chad Wave. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to get in the first team here. Funny, isn't it? And, he, and we resurrected his career and, you know, he's, yeah, top, top guy. And he, Who was playing right wing before? Was it Michael Hughes? 
It probably would have been Husey, yeah, Husey. Um, yeah, it would have been probably Husey before then. Um, yeah, probably. I can't remember to be honest. It's funny that I'm really lonely. Like played really a bit sometimes in the seasons. Yeah. I remember people in shirts. So it's like, oh yeah, that that was that was the can that's the Kelly Doctor Martin shirt. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, no, I'm rubbish with that, but I'm pretty. Might be Michael Hughes. Pretty sure, because um, then before that would have been Matthew Matty Rush, probably. God, Matty Rush. God, I'm going to write that down. I should get him. He'd be good. Um, <laughs> that's what I do. Literally, I write that's what that. You got to do. It's things trick your memory, don't they? You think I've got to get it. I love it because you just talk about it and you go to like the other day. We had like um, we had a discussion about something, and then we had like all these random players were coming out of the work, but like Abdullah Fay. This was like during our 2011, 2012 yeah, season. Yeah. Um, no, brilliant. Right, okay, we'll put Trev in. So we've got Joe, we've got Trev. First one, centre midfield. Then Joe, Ma- Michael Carrick. Quality man. Michael Carrick, um, for me, the best player, better than Joe, for me. Um, overall, just his overall, he had everything. Um, run, pass, calm, nice bloke. Like I still, he lives near me and Stephen, so we see him sometimes, and he's still got the same Mrs. Lisa, and just yeah. a nice guy. But his football ability, well, look at the career he's had and where he's at now. He was the best player. Mm. I'm going to say that, that football club has ever produced. Potentially, maybe not Bobby Moore. I weren't around him, but yeah. as I've said, yeah, yeah, he was. Michael was. He was one of those players, and it's like you know, there's certain players. Every every generation has them, but when they leave, you never replace them properly. And, he and made, every, yeah, and every club he's gone to, he made it look easy. Look when yeah. he was at Tottenham, they finished in the top four. Left if they finished eight. Yeah, you know, United, United ain't well. won a league since he stopped playing. He's yeah. one of them players that intercepts balls, passes it, and no one even notices. Plays forward every time he gets it. Um, scores, runs, just fantastic player. Yeah. I, just even my dad. To be fair, my dad just said to me, "He's the one." Yeah, he's the one. one of those players, and unfortunately, again, it's a typical West Ham thing. He, he, I think he maybe turned up in his in terms of a career wise, probably about a year or two. If he was a year or two the other side, he would have been an England regular for years and years and years and years. And years. Yeah. You know, he didn't play as many games as he should have done, and um, it's a shame because, as you said, he was like he was like Trevor Brooking esque. He would like he would just have time in the ball. And he wasn't necessarily quick. And to be mm-hmm. fair, Mike was he he hung about when we went down as well. Yeah, he, he stayed for the year, didn't he? Which is which is amazing thing, which doesn't doesn't happen very often. Um yeah. right, okay, Carrick's in. Who's he gonna partner in that middle then? Frank Lampard, it has to be yeah. Frank. And it's for a number of reasons with Frank, because if really he's in for the career he had after, but when yeah. you play with Frank, the amount of I've never seen someone train and work on his weaknesses so much. Sure. I saw Stephen talking about his spikes, and he used to wear those spikes every Friday and do footwork. Another day of the week, it'd be free kicks. He was out there every day. And yeah. when you played with him and it's all the way he connected with the ball, when you're in goal, he hit it harder than anyone else. Or there was a bit more whip on it, or there was a bit more something in it. And he made himself the best. Um, you know, work rate, just and the thing is, it's easy to work on things you're good at, but it's hard to work on things you're not. And he works on stuff he weren't good at. Yeah. And he ended up being the best player probably in the Premier League history, getting into the box and scoring, you know, yeah. late. Running, um, yeah. You know, he, he, and you wouldn't have thought when he started, he, Frank weren't a great runner, but mm. he ended up being fantastic at it. And yeah. um, just he, he, he showed everything that you need to be to be world-class or international player from being normal. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think actually maybe maybe this not the stick but the fact that obviously his dad was around and 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 obviously his uncle you know it made him push himself even more to be the best and 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 to and to train and you know i think that's that set him in the career he had you know what i mean i just think 
yeah, I think it's one of those, again one of those players where I think when you look back now, um, again, you know, like a lot of people obviously, you know, because of the Chelsea thing and the like, mm. yeah, but um, he was a hell of a player, a hell yeah. of a player, such a good player, yeah, um, and, and was so important to us that season, uh, those seasons, you know, I mean, some of the games, you know, so obviously, we, obviously, we had Stephen on, and obviously, Stephen's debut that five four when he, he had a route with Paolo on the pitch about who's going to take the penalty, and, you know. Brilliant. You know, and even like penalties. I remember I used to go and go a lot for. I used to practice ten penalties day before a game. I never, yeah. could, I never saved any. I couldn't get near him. <laughs> he could not get near him. You couldn't guess him. He could go both ways. Yeah, he with power. He was just great. He, but it was his, he got he got himself there, which is what I really admire. Yeah, yeah. It, rather than yeah, as you said, similar to how your dad dad be you. You know, he didn't. For, I guarantee senior didn't give him an easy ride at all because he knew no. the West Ham boys. He knew the fans and the same Barry, but. You know, and uh, and so about penalties as well. I mean, as a goalkeeper as well, why don't people just smack it now? Why do people try and be clever with penalties as a strike? It really frustrates these, me. These, really these stupid run-ups, I'm like, when they miss, I go, what are they? Just run up and oh. keep the ball. Like, all this jumping, it's all right when it goes in, but when you miss, you look like a right idiot, don't you? Right, just... Fernandez, I know, Man United, Bruno Fernandez, what's going on a little skip before he kicked? you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, um, a few years ago, it was one 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 step shoot, weren't it? That was rubbish yeah. as well. Stavage used to just take five yards and smash it into the corner or wherever it's mm. going to go. Go score, Alan Shearer, yeah. you know, Matt Letizia, just score your penalties. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We had Julian and, and, and Psycho would do it as yeah, well. Right, yeah, yeah, it's just it's something it was just really great with me. Really great, particularly today because I think today we're recording it today is I think it's like. 20 uh, that Lampard really missed the penalty to Jimmy Walker in the, in the cup. That was that was there's some sort of semblance today, so that okay. was why it was in my head. Maybe because it's day 23 and Jimmy just was the 20, his shirt was 23, but yeah, no, it just winds me up with goalkeepers. And obviously, goalkeepers, you haven't got you know, you can't you can't go in front now, you can't you got to stay on the line. It's just like it's so like not a fair playing field. No, now. it's not. It's, it's rant over. Rant over. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, you know, I think, I, I said to Jim, I think we should, uh, they should give all goalkeepers clown shoes now because they're like a yard, aren't they? The clown shoes. And you could yeah. need to be a yard in front Jump of Jump forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> right. Okay. Up front. First strike. Who are we having? Uh, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Just, yes. Well, there's enough said. The, the goal we scored against Wimbledon, I was, we used to sit, um, as scholars of, of schoolboys in the in the West Stand upper, yeah, at that end um, on the wooden seats, and just everything about Parlo, his professionalism, his training, the way he worked, had his own fitness coach. He was an odd, he was an odd man. Like, he was odd, and so he had some odd ways. And if things weren't right, he'd go mad. But as a young player around that club, he might give you a bollocking, but then he'd explain to you why or what was the reason and who taught him that and you know you're talking about someone that's played with maradona and had to fight through that because he was a youth player when maradona was playing and that fight to get into that system and the players he played with there and you think he was just great yeah. great player at the time at the time again you probably as a player you don't realize it because i was a young player you're yeah. just thinking he's mental but when you look back and how he played and the things he'd done he was you know it was probably 10 years too early yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, you tell me about Trev. I think some of the Canio, you know, to be honest, we West Ham probably should never have got him, really, because obviously we only got him because he pushed over Paul Alcott, really. But yeah. you know, and uh, and I've I've said it before. I think the reason why Paolo loves West Ham so much is we 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 by playing for West Ham, he, he put himself into that that sort of bracket of Zola and Burkamp and Omri and da, 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 and he would he wouldn't have done that if he stayed at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, no, 
So, um, yeah, no, he's a top, top guy, Paolo. He's, um, right, okay, one more. Okay, this is the best striker I've ever played with, uh, finishing-wise, JD, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. I had to put Jermaine in. He's the same age as me, and when we bought him from Charlton, we bought him and Leon Britton at the same time from Arsenal. And Jermaine come in, and I played against him, um, and I trained to England with him, but I didn't train with him every day or whatever. He, I've never seen anything like it. Really? He can't miss. I remember once, I'm on the six-yard line. We're playing in six aside, eight aside goals. He's come through one-on-one and chipped me, and I can't get it. Like, he, he was just... I've never, I've still never seen anything like it in training. Yeah. When I'm watching football, he's finishing, and everything about him was, was just, just. Yeah. I know he weren't there for that long, but even when he went along at Bournemouth at 17 years old, and he broke Pele's like that is yeah. him all over. That's how like, he was so good, and um, yeah. you know, look at the career he's had, and still finishing, going. still going, yes, yeah, still going, and you know, just as a lad as well, full of banter, bubbly, yeah. You know, he's small, he's like, he's like a bag of energy, Jermaine. And yeah. the same thing, I bumped into him at, a, I think, a, a DT38 boxing thing at your call a few years ago. Yeah. And it's like, I've just, I ain't seen him, like my brother, I ain't seen him since, you know, in 18, you know, 10 years, but it's like I was with him yesterday. Yeah, and that, that, that's the mark of a good relationship with someone, isn't it? It's like I mean, me and my mates, we don't see each other for a year and then we bump in, we just carry on regardless, you know, the yeah. band. Stuff and it means and you think, had a yeah, I think West Ham had that at that time, you know, because he was all one unit. It didn't matter if he was 15 and over there or, you know, Paolo Di Canio. It yeah. just, you were the same. You know, Mark Noble would be in and training. You know, I could have put Mark in. But, he, you know, he, it, all that whole, there were like six years of players that were just phenomenal players, like, yeah, coming in. And um, Jermaine, I think, was the best, actually, that, yeah. I, that I ever played with. And, you know, we had other players like Leon Britton there and, you know, I speak to, I still speak to Adam Newton. You yeah. know, you know, he's a cab driver now in London. You should get him on. He, he's you know, you know, Terrell Forbes and you know, all these players that were played Richie Garcia, who's an Australian international, you know, played for Hull in the end. And you know, it's just the players we had there that Sean Byrne, there wasn't enough room for the players we had. No, and, um, no yeah. I didn't think of that. Sean yeah. Byrne came, came up in conversation the other day when we were talking to people. It's funny, it is, but yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, there were so many, wasn't there? So many. Um, it was a real conveyor belt of, of talent. And I think that's why West Ham fans sometimes get a bit frustrated because we haven't really had that that constant conveyor belt. Um, I think, to be honest now, we've obviously, I've had people like Kev Keane on and, and some others and, you know, who were involved. And there, there, is, a, there is a good bunch coming through. But, um, yeah, it's, it wasn't, that was a that was a, a golden age, wasn't it? A golden yeah, age. and I, I think now where they, there's a slight disconnect with training grounds and, yeah. People training, it makes it, it does make it harder. You know, they can say what they like, but it does because no one now goes, you know, Moyes can't go. I need a, I need a, give me the best 18 year old midfielder because I'm short and he comes over. Do you know what I mean? Runs over the other side of the pitch or the manager watches and all of that. And it yeah. is better when you're in one place. It yeah. is. For the, for the young boys, that's one thing he's done. Is he he has started to bring them yeah. together. I think he put the move the ladies to the women's team to Chadwell Heath. So, yes, the, yeah, exactly. so that's that's one thing he's brought in, and I think there's that will pay dividends because we see yeah. we've had obviously the Carabao Cup and stuff. There was a lot of kids in those in those games and a lot of the preseason. Yeah, I think Pellegrini separated it all, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. wouldn't let him in at the same time. And that, that ain't for me. That yeah. Um, I mean, so, I, I, yeah, I, I I went to I went there uh, with Tony Carr. Yeah, uh, one day, and under the Pellegrini rules, they wouldn't let him in. And I thought, I said, security guard, you take the piss. Yeah. This is a, this is at Falls, like the new training ground. I said, that's yeah. Tony Carr. Do you know how yeah. much money he's made this football club and what he's done for this football club? Yeah. Uh, 
we worked it out. We worked out he's eleven. It was ridiculous how much money, um, how much money he's not made West Ham, but how much money he's made football right. for the players he's brought in. And obviously, a lot of them like JT obviously didn't didn't hasn't moved for a transfer fee. But you know, with Rio, that's you know that's a, that's about sixty million straight away off the bat. You know, it so is. yeah, you know, if you go all the way back, he was there. Was he there forty years in the end time? Yeah, first was uh, I think his first bunch was Alan Kirbishley and Paul Brush. <laughs> Mentor, just phenomenal and for him not to be part of it now I, you know i see him quite often tony and I, I, for me it's it, it's a bad taste to me that but that's football yeah. that is football yeah. and um it has to move but for me mm. he should have been there forever as an ambassador running it because he was the best i've ever seen at it and when you're a young a young player actually you were a bit scared of him and no one liked him but yeah. when you get older and you know him as a man okay. you know what he was doing because actually it ain't it ain't about being everyone's mate no. So, I mean, it's about him producing and getting you to where you need to get to, and everyone yeah. respects him. And I love Tony now when I see him. Every time I see him, I see, I see him at least twice a year. I sit with him for a couple of hours, and his knowledge is just oh, it's incredible. Yeah, incredible, man. Incredible, man. Yeah. And that's it, Joe. Thank Brilliant. you so much for your time, Mr. CD. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've it's been, you know, an hour almost as. as, as <laughs> It's flown by, so I really, Thanks, really man. appreciate your time. Um, and obviously, Merry Christmas, Merry yeah, Christmas, Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who's, who's been watching, and also, yes, Joe's got a great podcast, him and his wife. Um, yeah. it's, it's a good fun. I've, I've been Come listening. Listen. <laughs> Have you listened to it? I do. <laughs> I don't. I'll be honest. Not all the time, but I do listen to it. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts. We, we have quite a few people on who have podcasts, so yeah. it's like I, I keep listening. So we've had yeah, you know, guys like guy like Jack, mate. So Jack Dean and Happy Hour podcast, you know, and stuff. So I listen to all the podcasts. So yeah, no, I do listen to it. I've I've shown my wife it because you know Good. she you know, she yeah. likes a bit. How I, had Neil, I had Neil Miller on the other week. You could, you could have him. He played for West Ham. Neil's coming on. <laughs> I'm seeing him next week. I'll tell you. Yeah, he's a top man. He's a top yeah. man. Lovely guy. No, we're doing it early January. He's a bit brilliant busy with everything else. But uh, anyway, until next time, for myself and for Joe, take care, everyone. Stay safe. It'll have been out after Christmas. But anyway, happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very come soon. Boys. Come, you irons. <laughs> see you later. Take care. <laughs>